fucking stupid Zoom. Are you getting a beer? Or are we just fucking yeah, drinking no, each other. No, off? I'm gonna save. I mean, can I we? swear to God, if you just fucking leave like ten minutes into this to grab a beer, I'm gonna fucking flip shit. <laughs> Don't do that now. <laughs> Don't do that now. It's <laughs> fucking every goddamn time we record, we barely make it into the fucking recording, and this is what fucking happens. And fucking sugar tits has to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's saying it <laughs> i like i like the i like the word sugar tits <laughs> nick sugar tits <laughs> his last name <laughs> sugar tits over here trying to get that alki alki <laughs> Welcome everyone to this new episode of Drunken Jurors on the uh, this wonderful day. As you can tell, if you're watching the unedited, you can tell Nick still does not change his curtains and is in a blue room. Hi, and I'm wearing a blue, blue shirt. shirt. Yeah, you're matching. Uh, you're matching the back, the background, yeah. like uh, yeah. Alex taught you, right? His name was Alex. Yep. Yeah. Alex. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know him. You you were yeah. there. I was. Was yeah. it silver? Nope. nope. <laughs> okay, that explains it. This um, explains our it. our one guest on the on the podcast that Alex. Yeah. Alex. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I I get what you're putting down. He wore like a lime green shirt with a lime green wall <laughs> behind him. All right. I love well, how these podcasts just end up with me drinking more and more coffee, <laughs> like right at the beginning. Whose fault is that? Well, well, I'm I'm Jeff. So we can get into this. <laughs> I'm I'm Adam. Now we can continue to do our bullshit. <laughs> I'm Nick. And we all know Nick just drank a shit ton of coffee, but um with alcohol in it. Of course. I'm drinking what I thought was vodka water, but it is actually, I'm pretty sure, just an entire glass of vodka. And I don't like it, but here we are, we're going through it. And I'm gonna fucking need it after reading through this for like the fourth time in the past two weeks. Awesome. <laughs> I am drinking the last of my uh, Rita's, my Lime Rita's. Finally getting through them all. I was going to say, didn't you have like three 12-packs at one point? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I just drank a beer sign of uh, cold brew coffee with like a whole thing of mini Bailey's bottle in it. Um, And then I just, I got myself a, a Kona Big Wave Gold Nail right here. I just, we're throwing it back. We're going we're gonna to do this real quick. <clears throat> uh, I don't like... I don't like how we can watch Nick sway back and forth the entire time now as he shifts weight to, from knee to knee. <laughs> yeah, I got a standing desk and they don't like it. Yeah, Nick, I can't wait for you to be doing that being stupid and then you just pop a knee. <laughs> <laughs> his entire desk falls on him. His fucking computer shatters into a million pieces. God, it's so true. It's going to happen. I'm going to go to walk away in my headset. <laughs> we're gonna see his desk topple over in front of us <laughs> nick for nick for your birthday you're gonna get a life alert <laughs> oh god <laughs> i would like to say nick you kind of look like a violet beauregard from uh charlie and the chocolate factory right now <laughs> oh, oh, let me just let me throw on the glasses so that way the people who are watching can see oh this. okay now you look like fat Ali g <laughs> so all right all right <laughs> 
I'm gonna go back to what I said earlier that didn't make it because I wasn't recording yet. But I love how Nick's <laughs> beard highlights a perfect circle around his face. <laughs> there isn't a single hair from his chin and jawline up on his face. It is all on his neck right now, and it is thicker so, than I've ever seen. <laughs> I feel like Nick. Do you guys? I haven't shaved in like a week since the new year. Did you guys ever watch Ned's The Classified School Survival Guide? Yes, I did. Yes, I, I did. Do you remember the teacher that didn't that was bald, but he grew his beard out so long and he yeah. curled it around on top of his head? I feel like that's gonna be Nick in twenty years. <laughs> I could do that with my mustache. Like if I just I'll let my mustache grow out, I'll raise you seven. It'll be years. like it'll be like four here, four hairs that like grow the, down to here. The more you point out stuff on your face while you're wearing those glasses, the worse it is for you. <laughs> like the headset's really big. The glasses are not. Nothing's working for the you. Head, the headset. It's just because oh, yeah, it like yeah. pops out so much while you. It just nothing's working for you. And I'm sure Adam's just getting antsy with just watching me shift back and forth. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I feel like I'm on a boat. About it, but... Nick, Nick, it looks like you're attempting to be in the Matrix, but... <laughs> I can't wait for you to hear uh, one of the bloopers at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I'm probably just going to put bloopers every, like, ten minutes at this point. <laughs> Just randomly cut to ads that we don't have, and then, but instead, it's just we, blooper reels. At this point, we just call an audible and make this an actual podcast. Maybe, maybe I might actually uh, take out a bunch of them and just at the end of the last part of this, like the last like episode of the series, just fucking put all of them at the end of the episode, like after our <laughs> outro, just like fucking ten minutes of all the could, stupid shit that happens. You could just do a blooper episode. We just combine all. We'll of talk our- about it. Maybe it'll be a patron thing. I don't know. But are you guys ready to get into uh, what's been haunting my dreams for like two weeks now? Because I've reread it over and over, and I haven't even made it halfway through this book yet. Oh, I was hoping it was going to be like terrifying or something. It's not like terrifying, but like God. So basically, to explain this, um, this lady is quote unquote the worst mother in American history. Hmm. And she makes Casey Anthony look like, yeah, Casey was definitely fucking fine. Is this fine the with what uh, Texas chick? No. Che- Texas woman? Are you talking no, about okay. uh, fucking, is it Andrea? Her Yates? husband killed her, didn't didn't? He? Are you talking about Andrea Yates? I th- the no. chick who drowned her kids for like, because she was schizophrenic and the I devil think so. told her didn't to. Her, didn't her husband kill no, her? No, 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 no. Her husband's the one that found all the dead bodies. <laughs> there was someone who, there was another one who's, whose husband killed her. There was another mother who who did that. I mean, that shit, that shit happened. It's all like that's the worst possible thing that can happen to a person. Uh, also, to go back on the, uh, just to go back on the joke I just made about how Casey she makes Casey Anthony look like what she did was okay. Um, Casey Anthony, yes, was acquitted and found not guilty or whatever. So is OJ. But I am not condoning anything Casey Anthony has done in her life. Let's, I'm going to put that out there. I don't know if she is guilty or innocent, but if she did it, what happened to Kaylee Anthony is not okay. But this bitch is a horrible fucking... <laughs> the worst. Like, I, I can agree that she is... Pro- if it wasn't for the fact that World War II took place during <laughs> the 20th century, she would probably be the worst mother ever in the 20th century. But I don't know exactly what people have done in World War II as mothers. 
Uh, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys excited to uh like, get into our first ever uh, multi-part joke, series? Like, go ahead, fucking wreck him. No, no, no. The, the, the moment, the moment passed for the OJ joke. Is there ever a bad time for an OJ joke? I don't know. Let's find out. Do it. Uh, no, I was just saying, glove does not. If the Good. glove doesn't fit, don't acquit or whatever. Yeah, time's moments pass. I feel like the only bad time for an OJ joke is when Nick says an OJ joke. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> like this is just so much material that like it's it's hard to fuck up. But if you do it wrong, like you can make a joke about the Bronco. You can make a joke about the fake mustache and the fake nose. But it's just we'll we'll yeah. get into all that with we if we ever do an OJ episode which will be another long ass series that we do (laughs) so this yeah this is going to be our first multi-part series um we're going to go through mostly her life like her her early life and then into her getting married and stuff and having her kids today but uh have you guys ever heard of her name's michelle but everyone called her shelly uh nautic I know Adam hasn't, but <laughs> sounds vaguely familiar. There's crickets over here. <laughs> um, Shelly Nodick was a mother who treated her kids poorly throughout their entire lives and ended up uh, killing multiple people, whether on quote unquote accident or whatnot. But yeah, we'll get into it. You'll learn all about it. Um, the book that I used as a source for the series is called If You Tell a True Story of Murder, Family Secrets, and the Unbreakable Bound of Sisterhood. It's by Greg Olson. Uh, it came out in it was yeah, it came out in 2019, so it's actually pretty new. Uh everything's backed by Stacy's stepmom and her kids. Like they talk in it and like gave him all the basically most of the info. Uh but I guess I kind of spoiled it, but yes, uh, her kids are alive to this day. Like they all live and like have their lives are in their forties now, I believe. I mean, that's good. That's better than most of our episodes start off with. Uh, yeah, but there are multiple people who lose their life in this. So, oh well. Uh, Also, disclaimer: there is a lot of uh description will i will be going into detail of uh like child abuse just a fuck ton of child abuse and basically torture really when you come down to it so that'll be that'll be fun to make fun of um also it will be kind of a continuation of uh the uh last week's valentine or not last week's but our last episode which was our valentine's day one where uh, she was married and divorced Way too many fucking times. <laughs> oh, hey, look at that. Yeah, we got we got a trend going. We got like our target audience. We got everything going <laughs> at this point. Oh yeah, like, it's wow. gonna be. Oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah, it's gonna be litty, guys. It's not, Every, but... Everyone has to have their niche. All right. So, quoting in uh, the the prelude, I guess, of his book, whatever you call that section, uh, before the, the first chapter. The preface. No. No, I don't think it's that. Well, so there's prelude, the preface, and the introduction. There you go. <laughs> One of those. Uh, <laughs> One of those three. <laughs> Quoted in the beginning. Like, look, none of us studied English. It's fine. 
Um, enduring their mother was what bound them together. And while they might have had three different dads, they were 100% were sisters, never half-sisters. Their sisterhood was the only thing that the Nodic girls could depend upon. And really the only thing <laughs> their mother couldn't take away. It was what propelled them to survive. <laughs> yes, they all had different fathers. Uh, oh, what, that's it? Oh, what was the age it? difference? <laughs> Not much. Uh, I believe the oldest is Nikki. She is three years older than Sammy, who's the middle. And then Tori came quite a bit later. She's probably like, I don't know. We might get into We won't get into it to this episode, but we'll talk about it. But she might be around like oh. 10 years younger than Sammy. So three. Yeah. Um, so here is uh, the the fucking horrible fucking bitch that we will be talking about for the next couple she weeks couldn't find her she full, liked, right? her full name up. is michelle quote-unquote shelly lynn watson rivardo long nodic fucking okay. <laughs> we got some albus dumbledore shit up in here <laughs> <laughs> like it's like picasso have you ever seen picasso's real name it's like fucking ten words long. It's nuts. It's like uh, the the bellhop from the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. Yeah, Esteban. <laughs> Esteban, whatever. Yes. <laughs> kind of like that, but <laughs> all right. So we'll just go. I will be preferring or preferring Jesus. I will be referring to her as Shelly Nodick. You got, you got this is... champ, I believe. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We're not even a quarter of the way through the Dude, first page. We're like not even 10 minutes in. Hey, we, I've been waiting for you guys for a long time. So, uh, just another little disclaimer for everyone. Uh, I worked till 6 a.m. this morning. I worked a 16-hour shift, slept. Got home at 7, slept till 11 a.m. and then wrote this outline so we could do this. So I am running on pure yeah. willpower <laughs> I, I, I was supposed to be set i was set to be on a half hour before i was but then i got my car stuck shelly nodick was born and raised in battleground washington which is 12 miles northeast of vancouver near the oregon state line her father was known to be a big shot in ways around town uh less his name was les watson he stood at around six two he had broad shoulders and was a former track and football star for the local high school which what a already tiny man what Which, a puny six foot two man. Honestly, very fucking small. Fucking, <laughs> fucking, fucking a Chad. I, that guy's a Chad right there. What I over here take what, I what take stumps bigger than small, six foot two. What a small garbage man. This this message given to you by the six foot four gang. <laughs> this man was clearly superior and a Chad. This message brought to you, you by got the some, 62 gang. <laughs> you got some you got something against Chad's. Chad's? No, Chad. Remember our fucking, mascot, dumbass. Yeah, I, I know, I know. I am well aware. To be fair, our mascot did have sex with the house goblin, so <laughs> no. well, uh Les was uh pretty well known in town. He was also a master of bullshitting and was very quick-witted him and his mother owned a pair of nursing homes in town and let's also bought early on like when they were owning stuff he uh he also bought a bowling alley called the tiger bowl uh in 1958 a woman named laura stalling uh worked at the bowling alley to save money for college this is where she met Les, and they would eventually start dating and then they would get married 
Uh, Les was 10 years older than Lara, Lara uh, but he lied to her and told her that he was only four years older. This Ooh. is where uh, he's uh, a master of bullshitting comes in. And uh, the more we go into this stuff, the more you guys will realize where you know, Shelly becomes. Makes sense. Yeah. No, like the more you read into like, you know about this, the, the more everything she does makes perfect fucking sense. Okay. It's like, one of not those. Not in a good, like not in like, she's like, oh, I get why she's doing it. But like, oh, she's doing this because of this that happened. And it's like, ah, everyone was garbage. It's, it's one of those, one of those episodes where as you go on, just puzzle pieces just start to click um lara is uh one of the people that helped with this book like she's quoted in it multiple times so wait um, is that is this the mother she's her we'll fi- we'll in a couple sentences we'll get there. We'll, get, we'll get there when we get there <laughs> yeah Got so it. uh lo- <laughs> so he told her he was only four years older than her lara later stated that um she fell hard for him but quickly found out that he wasn't as great of a guy as uh she thought he was after their well, wedding his name was Les. so yeah so after the wedding lara answered the phone one day in their home to a woman saying when are you coming to get these damn kids that woman oh. on the other end of the phone was sharon oh. todd watson who was Les's ex-wife oh oh <laughs> oh um Les had apparently told sharon that he would take the three kids and raise them since she was a depressive and an alcoholic <laughs> so you know not a great mother figure for Shelly in the first place. Great familial stock right there. Um, at this time, Shelly was six. Her younger brother, Chuck, was three. And they also had an, another younger brother who was only an infant at the time, but Sharon actually kept him since he was only an infant. Because, you know, I can't raise these damn kids because I'm a depressive and an alcoholic, but this is my but fucking I'll take, infant. But, yeah. but I'll take the infant. I'll take the one that needs definitely the most attention. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot. Of, a lot of the pieces are already starting to. Click. I mean, that does sound like a deal to me. As the fu- <laughs> as the de- less he uh, he lucked out. <laughs> Not really. No, hold on. So. Give it. Give it a couple fucking more paragraphs here, and you'll find out that this did not go well. Well, um, I feel like he turns into an alcoholic abusive. <laughs> no. Um. We'll we'll get into it, but less isn't. I feel like Shelly cut off one Les, of his testicles. Les isn't a sh- like a shitty father in any, any way, as much as he is just he is too willing to give his kids whatever they ask for, because uh, he is an owner of two nursing homes in a fucking bowling. He's app. got he's got he's got the scratch. They yeah they are very well off. And, um, and you said that they're in a suburb of Vancouver. They're twelve miles northeast of Vancouver. They're not was really it like a was it, is it like a good town or is it like a backwoods? I'm uh-huh. also sorry. I'm shaking the crap out of my camera. Um, the population at 2010 was 17,571. Pretty um, fucking. So decently small. Yeah. I mean, back this is back in the. Let's see here, like back in like the 50s or 60s. Oh, yeah, so right around is, the 60s, okay. so it's probably much smaller. It's growing. It's growing. They had a census back then, right? Oh, yeah, we've had more of those. Oh, yeah. Well, their first national census to include the ba- include Battleground Washington was in 1960, and the population was only 888 at the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> so never wow, mind on everything. Town. Yeah, never mind what we were saying. Yeah, no, it was a very small that's town. A, that's a very small town. <laughs> that place had 
a stoplight. Yeah. Maybe. Um. Yeah. So there's stoplights back then, right? No. I, I don't know. Let's find out when the stoplight was invented. They might. Have. I think so. I, I, th- I think they did. They might. I feel like uh, in the sixties, if the stoplight was invented like fifty-five, there's no fun. Oh to Jesus! Stoplights. Stop well, I guess this makes sense from the fact a car was made in the early nineteen hundreds, but nineteen fourteen was when stoplights were invented. Nice. Okay, that's that's it on that one. All right. Nice. Um, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's how, a small town. The only joke yeah. I can think of is not okay at all. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Don't kill your family. I mean, yeah, That's so all. pretty small, but it, he runs two nursing homes in this town and a bowling alley. So obviously he wait, has to be making... Hold up. How does a town of 800 people have room, have enough old people for two nursing homes? Well, it's probably surrounding towns. Like, if hold on. I will fucking screen share this with you guys. Like, so I'm assuming these places also sent there. I had to over right? I mean, obviously, like, it's the only way that would really make sense. And also, like you said, I mean, that was just the census. That doesn't mean, like, that doesn't mean anything about, like, the people moving in. Or, that like, is true. Maybe, I don't think maybe census were maybe, aggressive back then. Maybe they were, like, really good at, like, what they were doing. Maybe, like, they had high reviews. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> but, yeah, so. I mean, obviously, they had to be doing pretty fucking well. And they talk about it, that they were pretty well off this entire time. And from the things that we'll learn in the next, you know, throughout this episode, they're definitely well off. um, Also, he owns, he ends up owning, like, rental properties and stuff later, too. So, he, I... Yeah. He's a a pure, he's a businessman. He was a big deal. Everyone trusted him with stuff, so... So after a short amount of time of living with the Watsons, Laura realized that a dynamic was built between Shelly and Chuck. That dynamic was that Chuck never spoke and Shelly talked for him and basically controlled his everyday life. Shelly also told Laura every day that she hated her. And that's not an over-exaggeration. It was literally every single day she reminded her that she hated her. What's up, mom? Hate your guts. (laughs) Hey, mom, go fuck yourself. (laughs) <laughs> yeah sup ma fuck you I like, to, I like to think that that's what their entire relationship all right, was. Mom, all right mom going to school uh fuck you you're awful uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks for packing the lunchables also uh after they got the kids from sharon uh she from there on it just seemed like she never existed like she didn't call them on holidays nothing like she well, had yeah, she nothing got the, to do she got them. the infant what did she care ah yes but then in the spring of the 1967 the watsons got a call from the la sheriff's police department and on the line was a homicide detective who told them that sharon had been murdered someone needed and that someone needed to identify the body and come pick up paul who was the infant yeah so they went they picked up paul and less confirmed the body obviously and uh he learned that she had been living with a native american but they were homeless and they were drunks and that apparently something went wrong. And basically she was just the reason they had to identify the bodies because she was beaten to death, but like overkill beaten to death. Shelly was 13 at the time. And when she was told about what happened to her mother, she didn't have any reaction. And Laura also recalled that she never even asked about her mother in the first place or anything after that, like did not care at all. Well, she, she, she said i hate you to the woman who is essentially her mother every day for her how old was she when she was saying this because that's six so, oh yeah damn 
Thanks for the applesauce, Ma. So, so the, the the shitty thing about this is like we don't we'll get into stuff yet again later, but like she has a decent childhood with them. Like there aren't they we'll get into it here in a second, but like they do stuff for her, like they care for her, like everything. Like they don't do anything to where like you should hate them as parents. Yeah. And in the book, she, like Greg Olson talks about like how no one really knows where it came from. We're not, they're like, not sure if maybe like in those first six years, like she just saw some of the worst shit ever. Cause her mom did live in LA in the fifties and sixties. So Ooh. yeah, not a great place to be <laughs> from anyone that knows that time period ever. Yeah. It's just, you know, but yeah, there are other things that we actually do know that definitely point out why she is the way she is. Shelly was the most difficult of the three children. The Watsons were a family that spent time together on the weekends. Like, they made sure every weekend was, like, family time. At this time, the Watsons also had a daughter and son of their own. So they now have five kids. But on the weekends throughout the summer, they would go boating. And then in the winter, they would go skiing. They would just take weekend trips, like, almost every weekend. Because they could. They had, Like I said, they're well off. They have the money. It's also the they fucking 60s. It's also the 60s and 70s. Like, shit was way cheaper. And they live yeah. in the fucking... They live in the Northwest. There's You can do all those things probably within, like, a fucking 10-mile radius of where you live. No, what's, <laughs> what's to stop you from going Sasquatch hunting with the fam? You know? It's, it's nice. I don't know. I'd go Sasquatch hunting. That's I would terrifying. also be the same dude just screaming in the middle of the night just for the fucking trying to flip people out, like, just screaming for no reason. God. Um, but Shelly didn't always want to do these things. Uh, she would start fights. She would bitch. She would refuse to go at times. Um, she was the type of person that if she didn't have the idea, then she didn't like doing what was happening. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. Laura even recalled that Shelly would make vague and ridiculous excuses to get out of things. So, like, she would just fucking, like, homework, anything. Like, she would just be like, oh, well, this, and then just not do it. Like, <laughs> any excuse you can think of. Um, as time went on, Shelly stated or started to evolve, and she became dark and uh, vengeful and disliked her siblings a lot. Uh, if her siblings got attention instead of her, she would seek revenge on them, and she was very, very brutal about it. Was she the oldest? Yes. Or was she the... She was? Oh, gosh. Yeah. She would lie about family members. She would steal money. And she also, at one point, was suspicious of arson on their own household. A little lore for Annie over here. Yeah. Fucking horrible stuff. She also, at one point, took pieces of... This is one of her favorite things she did. She would take pieces of glass and then put them in people's shoes to get revenge. Imagine, like, you're about to go to work and you throw on your shoes and you put weight on and you just fucking just glass in your foot. And now you're ruined for, like, two weeks. (laughs) But did she also murder puppies? No, she actually loves animals. uh, Throughout her life. like most Most of the places they end up living... Like, when she, like, gets out of the house and, like, marries people, like, most of the places that they live, like, they have multiple dogs. At one point, they have horses and, like, kind of, like, farm animals, but not a farm. He's on the other side of that coin. Yeah. So, one of the big role players in how Shelly would turn out is believed to be Anna Watson, who was Les's mother, a.k.a. her grandma. 
She was a tall, large, strong woman. She weighed in at over 250 pounds. She was like almost six feet tall. She was a big fucking woman. Um, basically, like if I was a woman and a couple inches shorter, like <laughs> that's a terrifying thought. Honestly, uh, I'm gonna have nightmares from that now. Thank you. To explain how Anna was, her husband George Watson was the exact opposite of her, and he was a kind and sweet man. He was shorter than Anna by at least like four or five inches, and he did whatever she told him to do. For over 20 years, he slept in an 8 by 8 shed in the backyard just because Anna didn't want him to sleep in the house. And this, when we get into like the next part, like part two, this is the exact like I can't I guess it's not proven, but like, there's no way this isn't the reason that uh, Shelly does what she does to some people. <laughs> you know, it makes this sense if this is. This definitely comes into play in part two, like a lot. <laughs> yeah. But he was like willing, like he loved Anna to death. He was like a very good husband. Like she didn't like beat him or anything from at least what we know. But like he was just like, all right, I'll sleep in the shed. But also, so the back in like this a... back in his time, I mean, like. That's probably just a fucking man cave at that point. It's only eight by eight, but like, that's a little man cave. <laughs> Dude, so I got told, hey, you gotta live in a shed. Never come in the house. I'd, I'd fucking deck that place out. <laughs> Do you know how many beer kegs you can fit in an eight by eight fucking shed? Well, it depends how big of a bed you have. Let's find, hold on. How big is like just a, a full size bed? Just a, a California king? I'm pretty sure it's smaller than eight by eight. No, I'm just saying, like, just in decently 53 inches by 75 inches. Perfect. Yeah, you throw that in there, and then you just throw kegs and taps along the other wall. Kegs, and then you, kegs, like, taps. I mean, now, I mean, back then you can't do it, but now you could just, on the wall, you could hang a TV, and then you never have it's to. It's a big ass, leave. big ass TV, dude. I would, <laughs> honestly, honestly, the idea of that sounds awesome. Just, just fucking kegs underneath the bed is where you keep your whiskey stash. And then, and then you just get like, you just have like a flat the PC screen TV, you, like yeah. a PC you have, Jeff, like just like a fucking tiny little box of a PC. I mean, the one I just ordered is also only a mid tower, so yeah, okay. So do that. Oh God, I would, I'd be, I'd be down with that. No, no, yeah. Hey, no. If there's any tall, scary, overbearing women that want to put me <laughs> in the shed, hey. I feel like the only way Nick's gonna find a woman. <laughs> Like, ha have you guys seen Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire? Yeah. Uh, I feel yes. like Nick's haggard in this situation, and the only woman he can get is that massive, <laughs> that massive foreign lady. Oh. Yeah, it would probably be some Polish or Nick, Russian. if you find a woman who can do that to you, I don't want to, I probably don't want to come around. You're bigger than me. <laughs> yes, I'm not scared of you because I'm bigger than you, but if you find a woman that is like, because that woman's just gonna be like me, but built a like female. a square. Nick, yeah, I built like, like a freak. Yeah. Nick's gonna be dating the female Shaquille O'Neal. Like, oh god, <laughs> she's gonna gently stroke oh. his face. Hey there, big boy. <laughs> oh my god, jokes on you. I'm into that shit. <laughs> so. She just goes. She's like, take those clothes off. Just literally rips it in half. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm only allowed to Nick's wear sitting here like sweatpants. that was no no they're not Nick's sitting here wearing a Kevlar vest and she just rips that shit in half. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh don't do that. Uh, oh no 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine Jeff, but double. Like that's what I said. I was yeah, like, it's literally gonna be like my personality, well. but even more violent and a woman. <laughs> Like, <laughs> and, but yeah. like size and shape just double, oh just everything. The beard is double the length. It's just <laughs> can shotgun a beer quicker than Jeff. I don't know by if that's the... possible. She by that basically is like it's gone by the time it's opened. So yeah, like it gets <laughs> open. You go one, two, three, and it's just gone. <laughs> just. <laughs> She just hiccups wrong, and the entire thing gets yeah. the can and all is down her throat. Yeah, the, bullet. the can just scrunches up with the amount of suction power she has. But, and then, but, and then, and then, then you see Nick with big hearts in his eyes after seeing yeah. a can just getting crushed by her sucking power. Nick's just like, Nick's like oh. that's a good thing until she goes <gasps> at the wrong time, and Nick's dick gets ripped off. But. <laughs> She fucking swallows that shit like a professional hot dog eater. Like, did you, did you know that there was a there was a Spanish monarch who died that way? He he died having off. sex. And, yeah, he was having sex. He died of a heart attack, and the woman he was with did that. There was like some Spanish monarch in like the fourteenth. We were having a good time. We were bouncing off each other. We were making oh, good God. content. And then you come in here with your bullshit history because you refuse to just spend any time of your life not listening present. to a fucking 95-hour audio book. I can go, Nick, Nick, what happened for every second of every single day from 1910 to 1947? He can tell me. I ask him what happened yesterday at his fucking job, and he just fucking jerks off. I don't fucking know what he does. There was snow. There was snow. Jesus, Nick, God, essentially the entire uni- United States has snow right now, okay? So you're not fucking <laughs> special, okay? <laughs> uh, Anna had two quote-unquote maids that worked for her, but uh, as we learned more, uh, you find out that they were more of just slaves. Like, they worked for her at one of the nursing homes, but they also did stuff for her. Uh, they cleaned, they did the dishes, they washed the floors, but they also had to wash her feet and do her hair and makeup whenever she asked. Like, at that moment, they had to drop what they were doing and go do it. And uh, if they didn't or they did something wrong, Anna beat the fuck out of them. I mean, isn't <laughs> Nick sitting down? <laughs> yeah, I found out that I'm going to be here for the next eight years. Well, Nick, we're here for like like four hours. <laughs> yeah, we have we have Plastered Paladins after this. Fuck. Also, if you guys don't watch Plastered Paladins <laughs> on Thursday nights at around seven thirty, live streamed on YouTube at on Arrogant Media, uh, you're fucking doing it wrong because that's a blast and a half. You can also watch it afterwards. Something still on Arrogant. that's for fucking sure. You can still yes, watch it on Arrogant Media if you, afterwards. If you if you go to our YouTube channel, we have. A, we have a playlist of all their all of the, those videos. Good times. Um, yeah, so she just beat the fuck out of them. Uh, one time when Lara went to uh, pick up Shelly from Anna's, Anna yelled at Lara. Lara it's, it's L-A-R-A. I'm pretty sure it's Lara. I listened to an audio book, and I can't even fucking remember. Um, <clears throat> Anna yelled at her about uh, how she kept 
uh, Shelly's hair. She yelled, you can't keep her hair brushed properly, so I cut it. And Shelly's hair was fucking mangled as fuck because she just cut a bunch of it off. Not well, like not at all in any sort of way, just cut it off. And I mean, uh, this is very topical right now. A lot of people need their hair cut off. <laughs> uh, so what I just told you, keep that in mind. I liked it. <laughs> keep what I just told you in mind for later as uh, what Shelly likes to do to her kids and people a lot with their hair. Tangle it uh, or cut it off? Cut it off a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, she had all girls, by the way. So, you know, good times. I mean, some girls look real fucking hot with short hair. Yeah, I'm sure. Because if they just walked into their fucking hairstylist and they just took scissors and just cut off random lengths and parts wherever the fuck they wanted. Yeah, they're definitely fucking super hot. Just fucking look like with the, with the <laughs> fucking shears. Gollum ass fucking walking around. Jesus fuck. <laughs> also, there's someone who is kind of described like that later in this story so we'll Oof. get back to that at some oh, point serious. somewhere in one of the other parts look at me look at me teasing things <laughs> yeah that's it um yeah adam definitely prepared for this book <laughs> and as we continue on at the end of page two now uh <laughs> here yes. we go into things still continuously getting worse in march of 1969 shelly had not returned home from school lara called the police office and police jesus principal's office <laughs> well if you're wondering i wrote these notes myself like two hours ago so that's lit uh <laughs> she called the principal's office and was told that shelly was at a juvenile hall detention center in vancouver shelly was a month away from turning 15 at the time <clears throat> sorry it was hot no, thank you um choked on my own fucking testicle uh <laughs> She had told a school counselor that. <laughs> I want you to know that's staying in. Uh, Jeff's over here. Oh, that's a clip right there, my guy. Yeah. Don't you worry. Jeff's over here with his saggy fucking ball sack. Just, he's like using his knee to kick it up into his. Well, when mouth. I breathe, yeah. Like, I'm sitting here, I'm it's like, like bouncing my knee, and this time it just. You know that game where you have like the little cup and the ball and the string, and you're trying to get it in? Yeah, it's the like... cup on the ball and the string game from. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, from Family Guy. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so Jeff's just. What are you hero. playing over there, Stewie? The cup on the ball. <laughs> the cup with <laughs> the ball on a string game. Jeff. Oh Jeff's over God. here playing human cup on the ball in the string game. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. She. What? Uh, Shelly had told a school counselor that something had been happening at home. When they arrived at the detention center, they were told that they were under investigation. Shelly, um, they told the Watsons that the Watsons were under investigation. Shelly had apparently accused Les of raping her. Oh, boy! <laughs> Yeah, that's, fucking wild, right? Oh, oh boy. <laughs> right, out, is, that's, right out of left field. Right out, yeah, right out of the gate. It's, uh, I, can't, I can't make any of the jokes that came to my head immediately now. Well, is it true? That's the... <laughs> well, after true? arguing with the juvenile, like some of the staff of the juvenile detention center or whatever, um, they continuously told them that they were not allowed to see her. So the Watson said, fine we're going to bring our local doc or like our family doctor to have her examined. So 
during the time that the doctor was examining her, aka, if you're wondering what examining her meant, checking to see if her hymen was still intact. Yeah, doing. A, <laughs> did they did they even have rape kits back then? I don't know, but was, he, well, was that not, was that the extent of it? Well, so like, there was no DNA. DNA was, yeah, DNA, DNA yeah. wasn't the thing until like so the 90s, hold on. Right? During this time, Laura found a magazine in Shelley's room that had the headline on the front page that in big capital letters said, I was raped at 15 by my dad. Laura then brought that to the detention center, showed Les and the doctor, and then the doctor told them, well, Shelley was completely intact and had no bruises or any type of like bruising, Mm. damage, scratches anywhere on her body, especially around her genitalia. And at, and at that point, she was taken to a psychiatrist, and everyone lived happily ever after because she got the proper help she needed, right? Like, that's what happened? Well, hold on. Nick, Nick, happened, fucking, right? Nick calling it. Uh, yeah, this Ooh. is the end of the entire <laughs> series right here. Uh, after this, Shelly and the family went through counseling. Hey, uh, that worked, right? Especially in the 50s. But Shelly never even thought or admitted that she had a problem and just refused to talk about anything at counseling. Like, she did, oh. like, she would say, like, she. Did stuff, but that not that like anything was her fault. Like she refused mm. to. She just denied everything. So yeah, and Nick, and, and then and then after such perfect counseling that was available in the fifties, she saw the error of her ways, and she became a fully functioning adult and uh, was per- was perfectly actualized. Right? Like, yes. This happened. Yes, because awesome. at the top of page three out of seven that we are now. Yes, everything gets better from here. This is actually Sweet. a very joyous story that we're gonna get into. Okay, cool. I'm so I'm I'm so good at this shit, guys. <laughs> Fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> so also after this, Shelly seemed to come out of a depressive state and be very, very happy that her family is now going to counseling and is having problems that she caused. So after that school year, uh, the Watsons tried to get Shelly into a different school anywhere that they could, because uh, obviously they had a lot of money. They just wanted to get her into a different school. She's kind of whatever. Um, she ended up going to a school in Hoodsport, Washington, uh, which during that time she lived with Laura's parents. Uh, while she was there, she started babysitting because she really enjoyed kids. We'll get into this again later point, but she really enjoyed like babysitting and like infants and stuff like that. And sometimes she would even volunteer her time for free. Uh, but this all kind of ended and like she stopped babysitting at one point because, uh, well, in this area, because one pair of parents came home one night to find their kids still with their day clothes on and in bed. And their kids, all of them told them that they were barricading their rooms with heavy furniture in front of the doors. After this, Shelly turned on her grandparents, aka Laura's, well, her step-grandparents, I guess. She kind of turned on them and was not very nice to them. Um, after this, Shelly. Nice anyone in this entire story? This what? She nice to anyone in this entire story? Not really at points, but yeah. After this, Shelly would move from school to school, living with different relatives until she finally completed school. But in 1971, her senior year of high school, uh, she met Richard Rivardo, who will eventually become her first husband. They met while she was living with her aunt and uncle in Murraysville, Pennsylvania. They needed to get her into a school so badly, they sent her all the way across the country to finish her fucking senior year. I understand why they wouldn't, but why why not? I understand why, 
but why not homeschool if they were that desperate like they like laura didn't really think she had the abilities to laura were, like, they were also any, were either they of them also high school have, graduates yeah laura had uh, a college degree i think like they also have five kids and they were all a That's handful fair. especially all the like the watson like the well, i guess they're all watson kids but like shelly and her two brothers were like handfuls because shelly yeah. controlled her two brothers <laughs> oh yeah so richard and her started dating during her senior year after gra- her graduation in 19 19- well both their graduations in 1972 shelly returned to washington and randy stayed back to save up money for college uh shelly became a nurse for her father at one of the nursing homes uh later in that summer though Shelly called Randy telling him that her dad had a job for him because she missed him, uh, that her dad had a job for him. Uh, she told him that he would be doing maintenance work and that her father would let him live in an apartment rent free because yet again, he owned rental property. So obviously this is a pretty good offer for him. So he's like, all right. So he accepted the offer because he was like, he realized the price of college in Washington compared to Pennsylvania. He was like, oh yeah, if I'm not paying rent here and I'm getting, he only got paid $5 an hour, but that's also back in the 70s so that's not too bad i guess so yeah he's like all right yeah i can go to college over there too like once i save up blah blah blah. so after he arrived arrived he uh he could tell that they wanted him closer to shelly because uh they all wanted him to marry shelly real fucking bad not our pig not our farm that <laughs> less kind of situation less treated him like a son and gave him anything he needed uh, Randy recalled that uh, Les seemed almost too eager to hand Shelly off to him. <laughs> they got married soon after, but none of Randy's relatives came to the wedding. Would you like to guess why? They were dead. Okay. Adam, would you like to guess why? <laughs> um, they were inbred. God damn it. No, Shelly never. No, Shelly. Shelly just never gave them the invites. She never mailed them. She just kept Uh, them. uh, Um. So they got married in February of 1973 at the age of 19. Uh, They had their honeymoon at a cabin at the that the Watsons owned at uh, Government Camp, Oregon. Really weird that a lot of these fucking places up in the Northwest are named after battle like battlegrounds and like military-esque type things it's a real weird mainly because nothing happened up there <laughs> yeah like it's not like well battlegrounds I mean, named they... after a battle like i'm pretty sure it was like an indian war though yeah i'm like, like that's the only thing i can think of that would have happened up there it's not i can't like remember but i'm pretty sure that's where civil wars happened they there. mention it in the book why it has this name battleground but i didn't think that was that important to the story Um, i don't know you just said battleground and nick's just starts jerking off so this is true yeah so they stay they do their honeymoon there and then uh they came back and they lived rent free in a 40-foot trailer and of course shelly fucking hated it because it was not nice enough are you at all curious as to why it's called battleground i mean i'm pretty sure i know why once you say it i'll remember but uh, it was a, it was a, it, like you said, it was a battle between the Indians, Indians and the, in, yeah. in the in the Vancouver uh, yeah. army. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that just seems right. So Jeff, what you have to do now is you say it like you came up with that information and cut every reference that Nick ever has exactly. <laughs> out of. The I'm podcast. I'm here I'm here to be your resource. 
So <laughs> the reason that uh, it's called Battleground was uh, Washington is because uh, there was a battle that happened there between the Indians and the Vancouver Army. So wow, you guys were very, That's very oh. interesting, Jeff. <laughs> yeah. I, thank you. Thank you for putting the effort into putting that out for me. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, it was in the book, so I already knew. All right. I just... Sweet. So after their marriage, Shelley started uh, to skip work and Les eventually fired her for it because he wasn't He's not above, you know, firing his own fucking daughter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but as we learn later, he also doesn't want her to just be on her own. Uh, she then got another job at a different nursing home because apparently this place is a breeding ground for fucking old people. <laughs> you thought Florida was bad. Well, let me hey, tell you about Washington State. In, in Washington, they're all Benjamin Button, okay? They all need to be... T- the nursing homes are for everyone being born and you have to wait 40 years to get out of the nursing home i never actually watched that movie. I it's either. a good movie um so after getting this different job with a different nursing home uh she would get fired pretty quickly for doing the same thing just not showing up or leaving early whatever it was she decided um this is where she started doing what we uh she basically does for the rest of her life that we will hear about all the time through the rest of the story, which is sit on the couch and watch TV or read a book. My question is why the second nursing home didn't call her references. Buddy, this is the 1970s. You think they had resumes? You basically got a job and worked there for your entire life. (laughs) You weren't like, you weren't like moving around to climb up. Like you were working and almost every job was good enough for you to probably live off of. And if it wasn't, eh, I know this job. I'm going to stick with it. Like they, that's just kind of how it went back then. Ambition wasn't invented until the ni- until 1975. <laughs> Nick, that still doesn't work. <laughs> this is 1973. <laughs> like this doesn't. <laughs> Ambition wasn't invented until 1985. Along with Stacy's mom. Uh, he does have it going on. She does. <laughs> does yes. <laughs> It'd be better if it was Jesse's girl, but. I'd <laughs> fucking damn it. After this one day, uh, Randy came home and found Shelly with a bloody face. Oh, God. She, she stated that a man came in and attacked her and stole his rifle. Why do I feel like that's a Ma- lot of shit? Hold on. I have, I have a theory on this. She was trying to play human uh, a cup with a ball and a string game with her own... Uh, <laughs> with her clitoris like what yeah yeah she <laughs> was know, at her so, she was at her period and she was trying to throw that shit up into her mouth just don't like, you i want no, you gonna, to i uh, want you to never fucking speak again. <laughs> i i i'm gonna hit you with the spiciest hot take I, I i think i know what happened i'm gonna hit you with a hot take of what i think happened hey are I'm you gonna, gonna hit say us with the hot be- take what you think it I, happened <laughs> i believe her i think she's telling the truth Perfect. So uh, the police showed up and they told Randy that the wounds had been felt self-inflicted and that there was no intruder, but they wouldn't Damn, press charges. <laughs> well, fuck, Nick, you fuck. were close. I think I was. I, close. was <laughs> I think I was closer. I was closer. Nick, you've been right a lot. You can't be right on all, this entire yeah, story this so true. far. You you missed one big. One. I I got the self-inflicted part right. I can't. I can't wait for my next smart-ass comment to be one hundred percent accurate. <laughs> So she had actually done this to say that the trailer wasn't safe and that they needed to move into a cute house in the town. Of course, a cute house, <laughs> a cute house. Mark that on the mark that on the police report. 
cute house. A thing I believe that, that's a legal term, actually, in that area of the United um, States. A thing that, like, happens later, like, I we probably won't talk about it, but uh, Shelly always kept her house in, like, really nice condition. That was a huge thing for her. Like, they never had visitors, but she wanted the house to look, like, perfect all the time. So that's actually a uh, classic sign of someone who has zero control of their actual life and demands some type of control. Yeah, that's well, uh, we'll, a, we'll see. A common uh, thing. We'll see how uh, that gets better. <laughs> Not having control and demanding control. So Shelly also left unpaid bills at the gas stations and the stores around town for her husband and father to pay later. Because apparently that was, you could just leave fucking tabs anywhere yeah, back in the 70s. I was going to say, that, that actually adds up. That's a thing that, that sounds like would happen in a small town in the 70s. Uh, Shelly announced in the summer of 1974 that she was pregnant. Randy's parents then decided, after finding this out, that they wanted to come and visit to celebrate him having his first child. Very mm. normal thing, like, parents, like kind of like a baby shower type of a thing. Like, they live on the other side of the country. Like, why not bring the entire family, have, like, a baby shower type of a thing, right? I'm sure I'm like, sure she treated awesome. his parents with respect. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, the, right? the entire time that they were there, uh, Sh- uh, Shelly locked herself in the bedroom and never saw anyone. Ah! She really wanted them to have the full clean house experience. Like, a, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of not seeing the trash in the house. But... Uh, Shelly got even more mad that Randy still decided to have a good time with his family anyways. Fucking cunt. What a fucking cunt. After I hate this bitch. You want to talk about a fucking, the definition, I actually, I don't really know oh the definition, I guess, but like the definition of a gaslighting bitch. <laughs> this is probably I mean, you're it. not wrong that this is gaslighting. All of this is gaslighting. This is the proper use of the word. <laughs> So Shelly then got rid of all of their baby gifts after they left and even destroyed the <laughs> gifts that they brought for Randy himself. So Randy's granddad was known for like this special family, like marshmallow candy recipe that he had and everyone loved it. It was great. Randy hasn't seen his granddad and probably uh, what fucking time did he move down here? It was not, like, so in like two years. So he probably didn't really have this or anything. So his dad, his granddad brought an entire, like, thing of it for him. Shelly put salt, because it's a white fucking, I'm assuming it's like a marshmallow, like, kind of like Peeps, I'm assuming it's like a marshmallowy thing with, like, sugar on it. So she, because she just put salt over all of it. And he took a bite of one after he left and was like, oh my god, like, granddad, you, like, are you okay? Like, you put salt instead of sugar. He's like, uh, yeah, no, I'm, like, in perfect mental health. What do you mean? I've never made this wrong, ever. And then, you know, found out that Shelly had, you know, fucking destroyed So, it. So, I'm gonna get, I just want, just a disclaimer, I'm gonna get progressively angrier and angrier if this keeps going, because this is the exact type of person <laughs> that I genuinely hate with a flaming passion. I mean, uh, welcome because- to everyone, dude. Like you're gonna need it. <laughs> Never mind. But you guys know. But God, this is the exact person I hate. A lot of people hate these people. Almost everyone. Nick, so I'm in- just gonna start putting salt everywhere in your house, like on everything, in everything, on top so of, keep- underneath of. That's fine. It'll keep the demons out. No, that's called brick dust. <laughs> that's that what? I don't fucking know. Brick dust. It's a New Orleans is, voodoo thing. Is that is that like Bricko? 
Bricko. 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 So in 1975, Nikki was born, their first child, and uh, she looked a lot like Shelly. Shelly had big dreams for her baby girl and loved her to death from what people said. Hmm. Uh, But instead of raising your baby herself, she wanted it to be cared for at her parents' house, which is understandable because she, like, this I understand. It's her first time becoming a mother. She just had the baby and she's, like, scared that she's going to fuck it up. She's like, I think you guys should help me raise it and that she should live with you guys. Cause like you guys have done that. You've had, you've raised five kids. Like, I think you guys should help me raise my first child. You raised so, me perfectly. Speaking of raising children. Technically everything I, that they did, like I can't really uh, yeah, blame. On, on, yeah. Honestly, like, nothing like that they, they do is great. Well, on it. Well, like, cause Laura stays through this throughout the entire thing, like this entire yeah. book. And she talked like there's there's chapter like short chapters where like she talks about certain things at that time, and uh, Laura never did from what I can tell anything wrong that would cause anything that like she was like more confused on how the fuck this happened. So I'm gonna so here here's my idea of kind of what ha- like what happened is that they did they were loving parent she she probably early on needed a little bit more discipline than what she got and what the parents were willing to provide and honestly like what went wrong was the split home the split home is the first step that went wrong and that's just not something that you can really fix i think you're partially right except for the fact that i think it's she never had like a strong father figure because obviously when she lived with her mom or dad her mom was separated from her dad and then when she comes to live with her dad Lars the one that basically raises her because at this point Les is running the two nursing homes and the bowling alley so he's not home as much except for on the weekends he's busy, he's busy being a yeah. homemaker and that will also come into play like later brother. with that this will also come into play later with Shelly's last husband where he's never really home but when he is he's not a good factor I'm not saying Les was a bad factor yeah. when he was home, but we'll get to it eventually. Yeah. It, it, it's one of those kind of unfortunate things where they did what they could, but unless they fixed something in the very beginning, there was no real way to course correct. Kelly was fucked when they got her, basically, from the sounds yeah, of it. Yeah. Like, she was just screwed. How old How old was she when she was six? She, she was six. And yeah, the oldest. So she was probably taking care of her fucking brother at that point. That's enough time for things to, like, her childhood to be imprinted. Well, if you go back and listen to our Slenderman episode with the uh, two, I think it was, I can't remember actually, but I think it was, they were 12 at the time that stabbed yeah, their best friend. Yeah, uh, yeah it, you can influence a child very early on and, like, ruin things. Even though, not yeah. if you go and listen to it, their parents didn't do anything wrong. Like, just they got influenced by an outside source early on, supposedly. But hell, our fucking hell, our cannibal guy. Yeah. The, uh, it's, Armin it, it, it's yeah. It, there's just a bunch of stuff that, when it comes to this, a parent leaving step, early on just can yeah. ruin everything. Um, it, it really can. So some thoughts of this was because she was worried that she might mess up raising her baby. Understandable. But after three months. Randy snapped and they returned to their own house after living with Laura and Les for a while because, you know, Shelly was scared. Laura would still every day go to their house, though, because she didn't trust Shelly with the baby on her own. 
Randy and Shelly's marriage got worse and Shelly would end up going to the point of basically what Anna did. She locked Randy out of the house at night, every night. He would then sleep in his car and Shelly would only talk to him and only really wanted his paychecks. Like that's like the only time she would talk to him. Uh, Shelly even complained to Les and lied to him and to the point to where Les just gave Randy's checks straight to Shelly. So after this, Randy just left his wife and daughter, and no one really blamed him for it, which I also don't. Like, uh, like, like uh, uh, oh, God. At that point, so uh, I, I, I've been very open about this on the podcast. And when I, I mean, think. like, hold on. I mean, like, when I say he left, like, he went back to his parents. Like, like oh, he just family. moved back to Pennsylvania. Yeah, he, yeah, he went back so, to Pennsylvania. Have you guys, I don't blame the guy. Yeah, have you guys seen... Um, uh queen's gambit yes no. but, oh, i watched the, the first two episodes i need to finish it but like it's a very similar situation where uh the main character's biological mom w- just was a psychopath and the dad kept trying to be a part of their lives and she was just being such a bitch that he was like do you want what like what do you want from me and she was like to leave and he was like are you absolutely sure and then he just walked away and never like he just completely left and it was something like not even like the kid. I, I don't remember the character's name, but not even like she blames her dad for like. I don't think her mom from talking about the show. I don't think her mom was a psychopath. I just think she had like bipolar and multiple personality. I think she just had a well, shit ton of personality. Are, uh, dis- are, which mom? Because she had two moms. Her biological. I'm, I'm talking about her biological. I'm, th- okay. I'm talking about her biological. Her 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 adoptive mom was just also yeah she was also not she was just an alcoholic and yeah she wasn't perfect and that show is more based around the girl making the most of what she could for herself yeah and done really well both mother figures not good well one thing about uh, but the adoptive mom did what she could one one of the things about this is uh no one like blames Randy, but also her daughter grew up thinking that her dad hated her because he like never contacted her after this. It, later in the book, you find out that he actually wrote to her all the time. Shelly just took the letters and put them away. So, this is I uh, I that person. So Shelly, she's a special kind of person. The special kind of person. Oh, she's any, a anything very... bad that happens to her from here on out. I don't feel bad. I don't. At all. Yeah. Nothing. Like that's the fun thing. Nothing bad happens to her. She does the worst things possible on this planet to other people. That is so. Like, so like that... this is a situation that I'm like, if she was to be like, I was raped or something, I'd be like, that sucks for you, doesn't it? No, like, she <laughs> she played all that stuff off. Like nothing actually so, like, ever happened to I... her. I'm a big proponent of like father's rights and like my, my dad never really tried. Um, and he, like he left and he never tried to do anything to like get back. Um, but like doing what she did, that is one, that is probably one of three things that incites such rage in me that it is hard for me to actually control. Like that actually, I'm, I'm going to laugh and I'm going to try and make it funny. But inside, I want to scream. And if she's alive, I want to hurt her. 
Um, I'm like 95% sure, yeah, she's still alive. Oh, fantastic. So my let's, dreams let's go can find come true. Yeah, she's, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be hard. She's in a fucking prison. <laughs> be, because I, I know personally how important it is to have a father figure because I didn't have one. So I know how important it is and how necessary it is because who knows how different I would be. Jeff and I are your father figures. Uh, yeah, she's <laughs> terrifying. She's um, she's sixty six years old right now. Um, but also, fuck you. I would be a great father. Fuck you. Um, also, <laughs> go clean my shit. I mean, uh, <laughs> okay. Watch my truck. I'm so as a father. My truck I'm, does need a fucking cleaning though. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna start wearing adult diapers for no reason to make you wipe my ass, Nick. <laughs> No, 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 no. I already sold Nick to Butcher for that. Fuck, you're right. <laughs> Shit. You're not wrong. You're not so, wrong. And I'm pretty sure his kids accepted the offer. So, at this, because we've been on a tangent, um, after Randy left, and no one blamed him for it, Shelly got mad and started to buy more stuff and put him into more debt to get back at him. At one point, he needed some tax papers signed for him to get, you know, like income taxes and stuff back so that he could pay money off to the collectors and try to get, you know, through his debt. Shelly forged his signature by having some other random dude sign it and cashed it for herself. Oh, I'm upset. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me make you matter. Then after this, Shelly left her daughter, Nikki, with her parents, Laura and Les, and disappeared for a year before returning to grab her daughter and go back to normal day-to-day life. An entire year. Just gone. No one could contact her, nothing. She didn't write nothing. And then came back, grabbed her daughter, acted like nothing happened. Uh, No one knows where she went or what she did. After some time, after she had returned, Shelly met Danny Long, and they would move into a house together. Yeah, he is. That uh, that Anna owned, aka <laughs> Shelly's grandma, the horrible, also other horrible woman, uh, that Anna owned, and she had kept it to give to her favorite grandchild, which was very much easily Shelly. Yeah, because bitch knows a bitch. Uh, they then got married on June second of nineteen seventy eight, and in August of nineteen seventy eight, uh, Samantha was. Hold on, I think I meant seventy nine. Hold on, this might be wrong. Okay, no, it might have been that she was pregnant during it. So, yeah, August 1978, Samantha was born. Um, Even though Danny was a good father, uh, him and Shelly fought all the time because he did not let her walk all over him. So, after five years of this, Shelly got divorced from Danny because she was annoyed with him because she couldn't walk all over him. Is that legal? Is that like a legal standing she can use? And like, is that is that legal? Uh, no, in she she basically what she did was she lied to Les about. Or did something. she also accuse him of rape? No, she lied to Les about something, and he was like, "Oh yeah, no, let's get you out of that marriage." Um, but she also at this time had found a new guy that she was into, aka the next gigantic walking piece of shit in this fucking episode mm. or not episode but in this in series he's like oh so i want to feel bad for him but also there's things that like you just can't let slide or like was it was he a kid diddler no oh god no oh, oh no no no, no. Right, right, right. but also maybe uh but no uh <laughs> I don't we'll, know how we'll, you can have those two. <laughs> we'll get into it at the very end of this episode. Uh, David Nodick was the new man that Shelly and the kids 
or that Shelly had met. Um, but they met him because Shelly had packed up the kids and they had moved to Raymond. This is where things start to happen that are a little bit more crazy and inexcusable. Nickery remembers right out, not long after they moved to Ray, uh, Raymond, she remembers to this day, she talks about it and she's not 100% sure, but I think I'm 100% sure on it. So she remembers a time just before they moved when she woke up unable to breathe because there was a pillow pressed over her face. And as she screamed for her mother, she appeared out of nowhere to comfort her and tell her everything was going to be okay. And she convinced her that it was just a bad dream. But she was so young that she literally cannot tell if it was her mother or if maybe she actually had a bad dream. Because the thing that we'll learn about Shelly is she can show compassion for her children at times. Not often, but she will. Just enough, so, just enough to keep reeling them into where they never talk to anyone about the things that happen at their house. Just for clarification, she, the, 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 sec, the middle child, correct? The oldest. Oh. So it's a Nikki, Sammy, Tori, which is going to All fuck right. you up throughout this entire thing. It, it will. It will. Uh, but Nikki's the oldest. Sammy is the middle. And Tori, nothing that I have read so far happens to her because she's the youngest. So so Nikki woke up to her mother trying to smother her, possibly? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She woke up with a pillow over her face. Like, couldn't oh, breathe. Nice. Sounds like cuddling to me. So Dave was a man. I'm into that shit. Yeah. (laughs) Dave was a Dave was a man who was a hardworking laborer. He listed in the Navy a year after he had graduated uh, because he didn't want to work as like a timber yard man like his father did. But when he came back, he ran heavy equipment for the timber company. Uh, oh, why not, right? Why not? I mean, that sounds like me not wanting to work for my own oh, father, boy. but continuing to work for my own father. What year is this? Was this was this like uh, this is the seven late or early eighties? So he enlisted in the navy right after Nam. Mm-hmm. So he's older than Shelly. So okay, so he might have enlisted. Well, he might have been in it during Nam, right? Yeah, he was only there for like. Actually, I don't know how long he was in the military, but yeah, something like they met at a bar um, after they had started dating. Dave took over the house payments for the house that Anna owned that Shelly was living in because uh, they weren't being paid anymore. Just, I, I don't know. It didn't say in the book. Maybe Anna passed away at this point. I don't know. But he took over the payments and told Shelly that he would give the house to her once it was like paid off. But it didn't work out because the house was lost to foreclosure by the time he was like making payments on it. Like he, there was just no saving it, but he didn't want the girls to be out of a home. So uh, now we get to more of uh, Shelly being a horrible fucking shitty liar. After they had grown close, Shelly, like with like him and like her and Dave had grown close. Shelly came home from a doctor's appointment one day and announced that she had cancer and probably wouldn't live until she was 30. If this was true, I, hold, hold up, hold up. Let me let me do one of my signature guesses. <clears throat> she's lying. Uh, yeah. Well, that's my guess. I uh, wonder if it's because I said she's a horrible liar. Literally, the sentence before this, and also from what uh, I'm about to read, which is uh, this: if this was true, uh, it would have been a blessing in disguise because the rest of this story wouldn't have fucking happened. 
See, also, I, I don't feel think like cancer the, existed back then. That's a lie. The, the <laughs> only <you> time, <laughs> the only time Nick's ever right is when he picks up on context clues and then spouts something off, and everyone's like, "Oh wow, good job!" Like she's a terrible Actually, liar. And then she said this, and Nick goes, "I think she was lying." I also so, didn't hear the context. Yeah. Clues, so. You fucking idiot! Because you don't pay attention to our shit. Uh, I'm, I'm, is it I'm because you don't? Is it you don't like us? Do you even dare try and psychoanalyze me? So after this, Dave didn't want the girls to be left alone. So they all moved into a house in Raymond in uh, the Riverview neighborhood on December 20. And on December 28, 1987, Dave and Shelly got married. One of the witnesses was Kathy Loreno, who was uh, Shelly's hairdresser and best friend, who, spoiler, I'll just give it to you now, uh, ends up becoming the first victim of Shelly. In a horrible, horribly gruesome way. Why do I feel like she's a big fan of torture? Basically. Uh, She commits a war crime against her at one point. Forced castration? No. Think a little bit harder. Chemical weapons? No. Biological weapons? Think of torture devices. Ooh, electric. No. Mm. involves water oh waterboarding Woo. yeah yeah that according to the cia that's not torture also according to the yeah, cia yeah, two bullets to the back <laughs> of that is suicide <laughs> yeah yeah there's a lot of things <laughs> that we could deal with that at a different time um, <laughs> that's that's a whole separate podcast that we don't know will ever come yeah. out <laughs> uh just a little bit of a spoiler yeah kathy loreno is shelly's first victim of murder out of the three that technically two of them are pinned to her but if she if she kills someone during waterboarding she's horrible at waterboarding she that no she didn't also shelly made sure she wasn't the one that did a lot of things and we'll yet again something we'll get into at a later point she's a manipul she's a manipulative oh 100 yes i got it okay (laughs) at one point um after they had gotten married nikki recalled seeing dave with a uh yeah nikki recalled seeing dave with a shotgun in the suicide position like out on the front porch because shelly consistently belittled him about how he was not making enough money for her to be a stay-at-home mom or helping enough around the house this man uh we will learn a reason that he's not home a lot is at this time he's working at this timber yard but after a while of shelly telling him that he's not supporting them enough he ends up working five hours away at a construction site on an island to build up an island basically he works six days a week or not six days he works five days a week five hours away 16 hour days just to come home not to sleep to help her with the kids uh which might explain how dave does why dave does certain things later that we might get that we'll get into god i i never thought i would be able to hate someone so much that i've never met another spoiler alert dave is in prison also so Oh, well, fantastic. Sorry. sorry, was in prison. This I, happened in the I'm, 90s. He's paroled. Uh, oh, well, at least he didn't commit a homicide, I'm guessing. Maybe. But d- it was more of like, we'll, we'll get into it. It's whatever. We'll I don't want to spoil it. too much in the first episode. Um, Dave, uh, but Dave never struck Shelly or got violent with her. He was very like complacent man. Dave enjoyed also uh the reason he never hit her or anything was because uh Dave enjoyed surfing, so he would just to cool off, he would just leave and go out on the water. 
Props to that, man. Um, after a, year, a couple of years in the Riverview house, uh, it burnt down. Don't know why. Who knows? Um, um, but this caused them. It... Yes, I probably we probably all assume it's Shelly, but it just all said right, it burned right, down right. the book. No one ever accused anyone of anything. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Um, this caused them to move to the Louderback house, which remember when I tell you certain houses because it, they're going to start getting more and more important because more worse and worse shit happens at each house. So this caused them to move to the Louderback house, which can only really be described. Uh, as like the hard heating prequel to what will end up happening within the walls of the house that they move into after this as a family. It's just like a wonderful, and by wonderful, I mean literally a horrible setup. Shelly was known, this is where the beatings start happening, by the way. Uh, Shelly would use almost anything as a weapon. Uh, she would use spatulas, fishing poles, appliance cords. The classic cords, frying pan. Appliance cords. A frying pan, yeah. She would use them to beat the girls for things this that she cock. <laughs> she would use them to beat the girls for things that she perceived that they had done wrong. Damn, that's cray cray. <laughs> so, Adam, just so you know that that would be a clip if it wasn't such a horrible, <laughs> such a horrible moment. Yeah. <laughs> So basically the kids would get punished for things that they literally didn't even do. Like she just was like, I think you did this and then beat them. These punishments would be for small or big problems. And she would always find ways to make the punishments more brutal. We will learn this throughout the entire time before she's arrested that she like, so yes, she basically just sits on the couch all day and I'm pretty sure the only she's watching TV, but I'm pretty sure in her head she's just thinking of things that would get her, that would go against the Geneva Convention. Like I think that's the only thing going through her head because she does some horrible shit. Um, Nikki and Sammy got to the point where they would wear extra clothes to bed because they wouldn't know if their mom would drag them outside in the middle of the night to sleep outside. Most of you have to remember they're. Uh, Nikki's not even a teenager yet and Sammy's three years younger than her this is also the Pacific Northwest so it's not exactly tropical even yeah even in the like summer the nights could still get pretty cold up there yeah so most of these punishments were out of nowhere and the girls had no idea why they were happening one time Shelly pushed Nikki into a walk-in closet while saying you fucking little bitch, and then jumped on her and started to beat her for no reason. Nikki cried and apologized, but Shelly didn't let up. Nikki got up and then tried to run, but Shelly grabbed her, spun her around, and slammed her against the wall onto a nail that was protruding out, and that nail hit her in the back of the head. Then, a week before Christmas, Nikki got locked into her room while Shelly yelled, you fucking loser, you make me sick. But on Christmas Day, Nikki was let out and Shelly acted like everything was perfect and nothing had happened. They had a wonderful Christmas. But after Christmas, it went back to normal. And that meant that the coming days would mean that their presence that they got on this past Christmas would be taken away, never to be seen again. As they got older, Shelly's punishments become, became even more elaborate and uh, heinous. She told the kids the well was almost dry so they could no longer shower and that they had to ask if they could use the bathroom. They were on city water. 
this led to whenever they left they were left alone aka shelly left to go to the store or whatever and bring the kids that they would take showers as quickly as possible and then wipe up any evidence that they were in the bathroom so clean the entire bathtub shower everything uh one of shelly's famous and new forms of punishment at the time was called wallowing would you guys like to take a guess of what wallowing was because i guarantee you it's worse than what you think it is I mean, I know the wallowing self-pity, but I have a feeling that I'm way off. Yeah, this isn't fucking Jim Carrey, man. <laughs> wallowing in self-pity is the line from The Grinch. Would you would you like to take a guess of what it is? Uh, I'm a guessing. Is it... So I'm going to... Is it kneeling on grits? Yeah, that's Nick's guess, Adam. Crawling on uh, Legos. <laughs> That would be horrible. Um, <laughs> hold, on, hold on, I'm gonna make sure this is time time period accurate. Legos no. have been around since like the 20s. Yeah, they've been around for a long time. Um, no, you guys clearly don't have the mind of like the worst fucking mother that's ever lived. Yeah, sorry, I'm not Joseph Mengele. Um, so wallowing was a mixture of humiliation and pain, and it uh, did not take any effort from Shelly to do, because she would have Dave do it while she yelled at Dave to do it to the kids. Um, which of course she enjoyed. This punishment happened at night and out of nowhere. Shelly would wake the kids up. They would get stripped naked. They would then go outside. While outside, they would have to stand in the middle of the yard as Shelly yelled at Dave while Dave held a hose and would spray them with the hose the entire time as Shelly yelled at him and telling him what to yell at the kids. This would happen mostly in the winter. I don't know if you know how winters go in Washington, but it's fucking horrible. Um, she so would I, then I, this mostly happened. So at this point, Sammy, most punishments don't happen to Sammy because she's like the youngest. And we'll find out that uh, the, the youngest is like Shelly's favorite, especially when Tori's born. Um, so this mostly happened to Nikki. And then after being sprayed with a hose outside in the middle of winter, for a pretty decent amount of time she would then be dragged upstairs to a hot water like strictly take your hot water turn it all the way up only the hot water in a bathtub and she would be made to force to take a hot bath after being in the freezing cold being with water sprayed on her and made to clean herself before she went to bed which also completely contradicts the whole uh, you get a, you don't get to shower anymore thing, but you know whatever we'll blow past that. Um, this punishment would last anywhere from twenty minutes to two hours. I have nothing to say because I'll it'll be bad. She's a horrible woman. Oh yeah. Uh, well, Shelly would also lock Nikki into her room by. Uh, lodging a butcher knife in the door frame because there weren't locks on the door she would do this whenever she didn't want to deal with the kids so this also happened to sammy but shelly did this to nikki one time for almost an entire summer just locked her locked her in a room for almost an entire summer during this time shelly gave nikki a plastic bucket so she'd go to the bathroom and the only time she was allowed to leave the room was when shelly let her empty the bucket and then she had to go right back to her room but little bright side during this time the family dog had puppies and sammy being the wonderful sister she was uh would bring a rope in a bucket 
and they lived on the set like her and nikki stayed on the second floor and she would make like a little system to raise like a puppy or two up to nikki every once in a while through her window so she could play with the puppies children deserve sainthood through what we will find out is like like i said in the first line like they had like an unbreakable sisterhood like they would do anything to make sure that they could get through the pain together even if it was only inflicted on one of them these children deserve sainthood yeah after nikki was no longer locked in her room there was a time where Shelly chased Nikki through the house yelling, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Shelly then shoved Nikki through the plate glass kitchen door and Nikki ended up breaking through the door and falling on all of the shards of glass. Shelly immediately changed how she was acting, immediately went to aid Nikki as she went into, as Nikki fell into shock. Um, but as she helped, she told Nikki, look at what you made me do, but then realized she was in shock and said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. She then helped Nikki get cleaned up and then took her out to dinner and to get to her, like her hair done. So as you can tell is Shelly is a person who wants to inflict major pain, but she doesn't want you to die. She wants you to be like a voodoo doll. Like, that she can just continuously inflict pain on, but nothing ever happens. After this, soon, Shelly's nephew, Shane Watson, came to live with him. Shane was born in June 1975, and he was Paul's son, so the youngest of the three that were Sharon's. He was the infant of Sharon. He was Paul's son, and but he came to live with him because Paul had been in and out of jail the entire time, and, like, his, his Shane's mom just, like, wasn't fucking around, basically. Uh, so Shelly offered to take him in. So in the middle of 1988, Shane moved in with the, the Nodics. And at this time, Nikki was 14, Sammy was 10, and that made Shane 13. Shane was only a couple months younger than Nikki. Uh, Shelly went, got social security for him, and set up a nice bedroom in the basement of the house for Shane. After this, he referred to Shelly and Dave as mom and dad, because this is the closest thing he's had to real parents, because his dad was always in and out of jail, and his mom wasn't ever around uh but shortly after this shelly gave shane an extremely long list of chores to do that never got any shorter when shane didn't accomplish things on the list in time things from his bedroom started to disappear started off by uh ending up with uh no blankets no pillow no bed he was forced to just sleep on the floor of the basement and then after this he would lose his every other week shower privileges because you know their well was running dry so yeah. he just never got to shower and he was only given one set of clothes for school. That, uh, like, real, God, that game smelled so bad. Yeah, he was... Poor he, son of a bitch. Of course, he was made fun of for it, because he was a smelly yeah, new kid. Poor kid. God, that... He's the one that, through this story, is the one that constantly is trying to tell Nikki and Sammy that, like, we need to leave. Like, we need to bring this up to an adult. Like, we need to do something. But Nikki and Sammy, they've lived with her their entire lives. And they're like, we cannot do this. This woman is the fucking devil. Like, we will die either way. Like, I'm sure there's also a, there's also a, uh, we don't know anything different. Well, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. Like, (laughs) so after a couple months, Lara came to visit because she wanted to see her nephew. Like, this is her step-nephew, basically, if you want to get into technical terms. But yeah. L- Lara loved all these children, like, to death. Like, they were her own. So she showed up, and she wanted to see Shane's room. So Shelly followed her closely right behind her as she walked downstairs. 
Laura immediately noticed a strong diesel scent that made it almost impossible to breathe downstairs. Shelly said that there was a guy coming to fix the diesel tank because it had just been fixed, but there was a leak in it. Wait, what, what the fuck's a diesel tank doing I'm, ass- I'm, I, I'm I, assuming it's something with heating back then. I, I don't know, but I'm assuming it has something to do with that. Whatever. They lived in a pretty big house, so I, I don't know. I don't know what that means. Someone look it up at some point in their lives. I don't fucking care. Uh, Laura then saw that Shane had only a small mattress on the floor of the furnace room and immediately got pissed off at Shelly. She then flipped out on her, but then gave Shelly the money to get him a bed in a closet and then left. Uh, I have your answer, by the way, if you're interested. Which is? Uh, so when houses were heated on oil, uh, they would keep auxiliary diesel fuel in case they weren't able to get a uh, refill of oil, which makes sense in Northwest yeah. Pacifica, where, you know, there may not if there's a deep snow you're fucked right yeah so shelly also made shane wallow with nikki and then so they're both butt naked outside being sprayed with water for 20 minutes to two hours both of them by dave who you know whatever but then you know it got a little bit worse because they eventually uh eventually shelly made them go as shelly was sitting on the couch in the living room made them get butt naked and slow dance together and could not stop until Shelly told them they could. So these are cousins and now butt naked young teenagers just slow dancing in their living room with their mom. And sometimes Dave happened to be there to watch it on the couch with Shelly. But um, he would, all he did was just sit there. He wouldn't stop it or anything because he believed that Shelly was a good mom. <laughs> yeah. So one winter day, Shelly made Shane and Nikki strip naked, go outside, and sit on the ground underneath the back porch until she came back and told them uh, that they could come inside. They obviously didn't move because Shelly would come out every like at random intervals just to see if they were still there in the same spots. Uh, the kids uh, obviously talked a lot about how much they hated Shelly, but Shane was the one who hated her the most and had the most outright like verbal sayings of how much he fucking hated her. And uh, he had obviously lived outside of the household and knew that things inside of this house weren't fucking right. But he had nowhere to go. Like, this is the closest thing to a family he's had. So he also couldn't just leave. So they used to talk and joke about uh, when their mom was taking a bath, bath uh, that they would just drop a radio in the bath or like a toaster, or, you know, something plugged into an outlet. <laughs> good, I mean, that's a good plan. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So this is where we will leave off because right after this is where Kathy Loreno comes into this and becomes a huge part. And we will be talking about her a lot in the next episode because she is the first victim. And, but there is a lot of fucked up shit that leads up to her becoming the first victim. Fantastic. I'm full of seething rage right now. So yeah, I mean, this is this is the end of the episode. Uh, what do you what do you guys got here? I mean, this is this is probably the most fucked up thing we've talked about, and we talked about a fucking German cannibal who tried to eat a man's penis with him. And this might be I... this might not be visually or like verbally as hard to talk about, but this also angers me the most because this is 
a mother yeah. with kids that no one did anything about and it's like and i can't blame the kids for that they're kids this is their fucking parent like you don't know any better yeah. like you don't know how to handle this like you also think that if your parents get taken away from you like you're fucked like you're also just gonna get into a worse spot probably yep. especially back then yeah yeah foster systems well even today <laughs> fucking foster systems aren't good I mean, they're way better than they were then. So that is true. I mean, yeah, not but a high bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like the starting prelims of the fucking Olympic high jump. Like everyone passes it. I mean, then... nowadays you could become Shazam. So uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not a bad movie. I remember seeing that on Flash one day. That wasn't bad. I haven't seen it since. I don't is know it, if it was I actually. I can't wait to watch that one. It's a. It's, I, it's I liked good. it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I mean, I've I was, heard it's I've heard it's one of the better ones. Yeah, I, because it's it's technically DC, isn't it? Yeah, so yeah, it's canon. Yeah. Nick, uh, we'll t- we'll talk after this. We don't need to talk, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, no, Good, because me, I have to pee. Give me give me your uh, give me your feelings here, so we can get into our outro f- to get into uh, part part two in two weeks. I. Uh... I this can't is, wait. Starting... Is, is our la- our last? episode like we should do a follow-up as once we finish all of this interviewing her interviewing shelly no i oh no 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 you don't want me to you don't yeah, no, you don't want i won't to talk that. to her no you i think we should talk to her and say I don't what that's, you want to say no. i don't think that's not how that's gonna work she's in that's, prison yeah, that's not how that works that's not yeah. <laughs> they will I mean, immediately hang the phone up on us there will be guards know. with her and her lawyers I don't know actually if you knew this i don't know if you knew this adam but we don't have exactly what's called clout to do that. <laughs> yeah no that's not gonna work you don't know me um <laughs> we're uh, we're not we're not one of the duplass brothers we can't do this shit but basically everything's gonna pick up in part two because this is where like we just ended on a bunch of shit starting to happen to the kids and with kathy coming in everything's gonna just get blown up so we basically next week or or not next week but next episode is gonna be straight into a fucking fire pit together immediately like we're gonna be on like the first level of hell immediately right off the bat of the episode And yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get fucking horrible. And I I hope everyone comes along with us. Uh, please, definitely like uh, Nick. I'll send you some photos of Shelly and like the kids and stuff to maybe post on social oh, media. Oh yeah, we for haven't this. done uh, we haven't done visuals for like a couple of weeks. Didn't we just do one like last week? Yeah, yeah, we the did last visuals episode? for the last DJ. Yeah, I'm sorry, the podcast doesn't require <laughs> visual aids <laughs> sure. but no uh please we like definitely vi- we could post a video of uh bush vomiting on <laughs> definitely uh, is there out. a video of that <laughs> probably <laughs> definitely reach out and let us know stuff that uh, you want to tell us on social medias we will love we would love to interact with you aka you will probably talk to nick as our first line of defense, so then Adam and I will probably be there not too yeah, long after is, because we'll be like, fuck true. that guy. Uh, but if you want to reach out to us, guy? if you want to reach out to us on socials, you can find us anywhere on social media at you hate to see it. Uh, if you want to find us specifically on Twitter, it is at Y O U H A two C I T. And then uh, if you would, we would love it if you would uh, go to Podbean. And then type in you hate to see it. And then in the upper right hand corner, there's going to be a little button that says become a patron. Uh, there's different tiers for different amounts of money where you can get different cool 
stuff from us like unedited our unedited video podcast so this like hour and a half episode you can watch our entire like two and a half hours of bullshit which includes this episode but also a lot of shit that is just wild yeah. uh you get to watch the jokes, transition from yeah. standing desk nick to sitting desk nick <laughs> and then also just the horrible horrible jokes we make that we can't allow on to a podcast flat to the pod clap we can't pod pod clap um also if you would like on uh every bi-weekly on thursdays we do a podcast a live stream podcast it's called uh plastered paladins with the arrogant media you can watch that on youtube at arrogant media and then uh, i will try to find out the rest of their plugs tonight when we record that <laughs> so i can properly plug them at the end of this episode probably but, plug that hole and then uh oh yeah it's like a sinking boat kind of fucking anything you just gotta stuff it into the bottom of the boat fucking plug it uh yeah you guys you just got anything to say nick you gotta you want anything uh <clears throat> professionals standards holy crap i gotta pee you guys got of this uh, <laughs> Nick already left. All right, uh, Adam, uh, I guess end this. Uh, I, the joke I oh, had. Hold is, on, is as, as uh, the Mortal Kombat trailer came out recently, finish them. You don't know anything uh, about Mortal Kombat, but no, I no, I've pl- okay. I've played that okay. game. Okay. Uh, the see, this is the joke I was gonna make, but it would be funnier if everyone was here. But it's uh, I'll laugh for Nick. Okay. Uh, Listen to the pod clap. That was it.